It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Cincinnati Bengals have won the AFC North for two consecutive years, but is there a team in the division that threatens their chances to three-peat? Let's break down the threats. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. We're on the Lockdown Podcast Network here on Lockdown Bengals, and you can subscribe to this podcast for free on YouTube or anywhere you get your podcasts. And that makes it really easy to join that group of listeners we shout out in every episode, the first listeners, the everydayers, those of you that make us your first listen, those of you that don't miss an episode. We really appreciate all of you who make Locked On Bengals a daily habit. And James, today we're going to dive into the competition in the AFC North. And this comes on the heels of a mailbag question that asks, is is the AFC North, is the division the thing that most stands in the Bengals' way of obtaining the number one seed? And that's a separate conversation that we can also have in this episode. And that question by the way, it came from Rob Hill at Shirley this season on Twitter. But let's take a look at the AFC North competitors, the threats within the division. And maybe at the end we'll have some time to talk about whether or not it will be the division that is the biggest obstacle to that one seed for the Cincinnati Bengals. I think consensus, and maybe we agree, that the biggest threat, that the most likely team to that, that has the upside to give the Bengals a run for their money in the AFC North as the Baltimore Ravens if things come together in Baltimore? Is that right, James? Do you agree? I do, and I, I do for a few reasons. I, I think that this division's as talented as any, best division in football. I, I'm not really sure there's a debate when you, you look at it across the, the league now because you have a top-two quarterback in Joe Burrow in my mind. You have a former MVP in Lamar Jackson, and that, that's kind of the tiebreaker for me because these other teams, and we'll get to the Browns and Steelers, they're good. And I have Lamar Jackson. And maybe Deshaun Watson emerges and we see the 2018 to 2020 Deshaun Watson. But until I see that, I can't assume that the Browns are getting that. And so looking at this division, Lamar Jackson is clearly head and shoulders the second best quarterback. I think some Ravens fans would say first best. I certainly don't believe that, but he's a threat. He's dynamic. And the Ravens for the first time in his career have at least tried to put weapons around him. Now we could talk about those weapons, but how did they make life tough on the Bengals last year in that final regular season game, the coin flip game, as we remember. And then in the playoffs, it was that defense really making it tough on Joe Burrow and company. So when you have that defense, and I know it's not doesn't have every single piece back, but but it's still there. They still have Roquan Smith, who was a great trade for them, uh, and he's one of those 
middle linebackers that can make a difference for sure in this league. I like the Ravens. I think they're a, a talented team, well-coached, and they have, when healthy, an elite quarterback. And when you have those things, you have a chance against anyone. Yeah, the issue for the Bengals with that team was, as you mentioned, a defense that seemed to match up well last year. They do return, of course, Marlon Humphrey. Kyle Hamilton was their first-round pick last year. He'll probably step into a bigger role. Marcus Williams still the other safety down there. Some some other new faces at corner, though. Rock Yassin, uh, an off-season acquisition, previously playing for the, the Las Vegas Raiders. But Roquan Smith was their big addition last year. They paid him a ton of money, more than the linebacker market seemed to demand at least this offseason but has what was a guy that seemed to make a big difference for that defense and and certainly from a from a smack talk perspective was or or from a a starting it with the bengals perspective when when he was on the field was noticeable for the gives him that edge that baltimore edge I, i i think is a big difference having him on that defense for sure and they had some guys step up in the defensive front, and Justin Matabike, a big part of that. David Ajabo, coming off that injury, will get his chance this year. Travis Jones in the defensive interior, another guy that really played well for them as, as a young player last year. So there are some pieces on that defense, but I, I, I kind of keep coming back to the idea that the Bengals should have this sorted at some point, like their offense should figure out how to deal with the Ravens. Sure. They were very injured on the offensive line late in the year. And and that's certainly part of it. Justin Houston, Kalias Campbell, not going to be part of that front for the Baltimore Ravens this year. So there is a bit of a youth movement for them. On, well, Houston could come back, right? I guess he, he could. Could. He could. For now, there's a bit of a youth but movement. But he's not. Yeah. On, on their defensive front. So there are some different faces there. There's some different faces in the secondary. But the biggest difference was was really the change of defensive coordinator for the Ravens and, and a more patient approach, uh, a guy that was really willing to mix it up on the back end, do a lot of rotations on the back end to get Joe Burrow in this offense to take another beat, to make their play calls wrong a little bit more often. But that that's kind of where I keep coming back to, like another year, knowing what Mike McDonald wants to do to you, that should help the offense come along. And then it's really how much do things click for the Ravens on the offensive side of the ball with Odell Beckham and Rashad Bateman and Zay Flowers. Like, are those guys actually going to be healthy? Are they going to be big contributors with Lamar Jackson or will injuries bite them again? Has Odell lost a step? Is Zay Flowers going to be the short wide receiver that actually works out for Baltimore? because they keep drafting these tiny wide receivers who don't work out. Maybe he does, and maybe he is the, the franchise maker because they have a lot of other pieces on the offense, and if those receivers do come together, like you mentioned, with a dynamic running game like Lamar Jackson brings all by himself at quarterback, not to mention their actual running backs, that could make the offense difficult. Yeah, I, I like what they did, but it was desperate. And I think you know, you pay Odell that kind of money. He was going to go to the Jets. Done. Signed, sealed, delivered. And they're even said, oh, no, we're going to give you the bag. One year, you know, as much as they could offer, I think, what was it, $18 million or something like that. And it's because Rashad Bateman hasn't worked out. And we were looking at receivers like crazy that draft. That was obviously the Jamar Chase draft. And Bateman just hasn't stayed healthy. 
think a lot of people in the league liked him. So we'll see there. But Odell, does he have anything left? If he does, then I think he can help them. Zay Flowers, I think some teams really liked him, but it's probably a slot-only type guy for most teams. And so Mark Andrews, Isaiah Likely, you're going to need these guys to step up a bit because I do think Todd Munkin is going to want to throw it more. And to throw it more, you need these weapons to do their thing. So I I agree with you. I think the Bengals' offense is going to be able to adjust to the defense and what McDonald McDonald threw at them. And so now – is Todd Munkin going to be able to go head-to-head with Lou Anarumo? I think that's going to be a fun matchup because he has a chess piece like Lamar Jackson, J.K. Dobbins in the backfield in a contract year. And then you have all of these receivers that are either unproven or were really, really good, but it, it's been a few years now in, in Odell. And, and so we'll see there what, what takes place. But overall, I like their team. I don't like it better than the Bengals. But I certainly think that they can be competitive and, and those games are going to be, be tough, as they always are. But uh, I, I think Lamar, he's, he's going to play at a high level this year. I expect big things out of Lamar Jackson. Former Bengal Mike Thomas, wide receiver. My guy. Free agent from, uh, from last year off, uh, after the Bengals cut him. Still, still with the Ravens, by the way, just, just in case you're curious. Offensive line, also in mostly good shape. A question at left guard, I think at least on paper, depending on what's going on with Ben Cleveland. Uh, And Ronnie Stanley's health, you know. The the biggest question overall to me is health. They've had injury plagues two straight years. This is a team that had the controversy with their trainer, right? And they hired a new trainer as part of the NFLPA report card. Or am I thinking of a different team? You might might be right. I would have to look. So we'll see if they can stay healthy. It's It's such a huge impact. The, the injury issue for them at quarterback, at wide receiver, on the offensive line, and on the defense. And can they figure out their pass rush? Because they don't have those game wreckers. And if David Ojabo can be a, a, a bit of a game wrecker, Odafe Owe can take a step. They did last much... year, last last February, so in 2022. Okay. So. okay. so So if they can find a pass rush, these are some X factors that would make them much more annoying, I think, to deal with. Who else? in the AFC North, is threatening the Bengals' perch atop the standings. Let's talk about it because there might be some debate here coming up next. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel is a one-stop shop for all things sports wagering. Whether you want to wager on Major League Baseball and take a swing at MLB wagering on baseball, well, now's the perfect time. Because if you've been toying with the idea, right now you can get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. So let's say you bet 20 bucks, you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. You can take advantage of this great offer right now at fanduel.com slash locked on. Plus, maybe you want to get in on the action on some NFL futures bets, all of this NBA action and free agency, making it really, really interesting. You can go that route as well. But the only route to do it where you're going to get that $200 in bonus bets, win or lose, is by going to FanDuel.com slash locked on. It's FanDuel.com slash locked on. They're America's number one sports book for a reason. FanDuel.com slash locked on. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Well, might be some debate here, James. I also was going to debate you about the best division in football thing, but that's a topic for another day. The Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cleveland Browns are the other two teams. Just Just name the division. That you think? I think it would be the AFC East with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, they they tick a lot of the boxes that you talked about in the AFC North. Former Mac MVP, Jones. Tua. I can't. Do I'm it. just. Saying, Anyways, go ahead. Go ahead. The, 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 that that they, would be they the other same, one. They had like the same records. That would be the other one, though. That would be. It the would other be. One. That's yeah. close. I'm not saying they're, they're better. I'm just saying it's close. Like sure. Jets to Jets to Ravens, Bills to Bengals. And then Dolphins, Patriots, the Steelers, Browns. I think the Ravens would kick the crap out of the Jets week one. We just yeah, to be maybe the the Jets do have an extremely talented defense. I, it would be like forty to eleven. Wow, I don't just I don't week see one. It. Lamar is tough early on, man. It, it, so is Quentin the Jets Williams. Quinton Williams gets put in a blender. Anyways, let's talk about those. Uh, these other two teams. So who do you have? So if you had to rank them, obviously it's Bengals one, Ravens two. Who do you have three? Yeah. So for me, neither of these teams are very compelling, but the Cleveland Browns, if it comes together, big if, very, very big if, are a a bigger threat in my opinion. And the reason for that is if Deshaun Watson gets back to playing at a high level, if their secondary, which has an embarrassment of riches in terms of early round picks, first rounders, Greg Newsom, Denzel Ward, second rounder, Grant Delpit, undra- or, uh, unrestricted free agent from this year, Juan Thornhill, a guy we really liked, and third round pick who was really good, Martin Emerson. Like if those five guys come together and JOK stays healthy and Zadarius Smith gives you another year as a plus pass rusher because he could actually be better than Miles Garrett, as a pass rusher, if he keeps it together, Miles Garrett being the best pass rusher in the NFL, Dalvin, Dalvin Tomlinson probably giving them something resembling an interior defensive line, which is something they sorely lacked last year, was a, a glaring weakness. The defense on paper with a new defensive coordinator, Jim Schwartz, if it comes together, could be really good. The offense, if Deshaun Watson is not the worst quarterback in the NFL like he was last year and gets back to being a top 10 quarterback with the addition of Elijah Moore with the running game as it is, with the offensive line being what it is, could be really good. But this all goes back to a very, very big if. And and that's, that's what it is for me. Because to me, the Steelers upside just, I'm, I'm not buying Kenny Pickett. I'm not buying the upside with the Steelers. So this is an if upside thing for me with the Browns. I agree with you. And it comes down to the quarterback. Who, who would I wager on more? Because I like the Steelers coach more. I think yeah. their weapons are close. I think they're close. I probably like their receivers more than the Browns, but I like Nick Chubb 
he's the best running back in football, pure runner. It's not even close. It, it really isn't. Christian McCaffrey probably has something to say about overall running back and contributor and all of those things. Um, it, it's, it's the Deshaun Watson factor versus Kenny Pickett. I, I think that's the biggest difference. Like, what's Kenny Pickett's ceiling? Kenny Pickett's ceiling is, like, if, if everything goes right in Pittsburgh, solid organization, all these things, couple couple Pro Bowls maybe, maybe. And that's because there's some some really good teams and well, quarterbacks in the AFC that make the that make the Super Bowl that, that, that cancel it out a bit. Like nine quarterbacks make the Pro Bowl every year. Tyler Huntley was starting in the Pro Bowl for the AFC, or not starting, which but played in the Pro Bowl. In the which AFC was why I, I still don't know why that was the choice. I guess no one else wanted to go, but yeah, I think so. so looking at this Browns team, defense was such a huge issue. They go get a proven defensive coordinator. I think it matters. Kevin Stefanski is very much, very much on the hot seat. You, you go get defensive linemen that can help Miles Garrett. I think they're going to be tough. And they match up really well with the Bengals. I think that's the part of this. They have an elite corner, good secondary overall, but an elite corner in Denzel Ward, elite defensive lineman that can be a great pass rusher, impact the running game, everything like that, Miles Garrett. And they've added pieces around those guys. This could be the newest team. We talked about Baltimore with that defensive coordinator change and how it was unique. I, I think that this could be, with Jim Schwartz, the, the newest team that makes it tough. At the same time, I still think the Bengals are more talented. Like Even if the Browns hit their upside, and Watson is Watson. Watson isn't Joe Burrow. It, you know, There's no Jamar Chase on that team. That, there's, there's no T. Higgins on that team, to be quite honest. Stylistically, well, now Amari Cooper, no – if Amari Cooper was on the Bengals tomorrow, he would not start outside. No, he, he's good, though. He's very good. No, he's very good. I'm not downplaying that. Um, so, overall, I, I think they have the more upside, and it comes down to the quarterback. And I know talking to people in Cleveland, that's kind of where they're at. Because I could see them making the playoffs, but can they overcome bad Deshaun Watson? No, I no. don't think they're talented enough to do that. No, I mean, if he plays the same way he played last year, I don't think there's any team. That, that's good enough to overcome that elsewhere. I mean, they, they did get better, like Ogbo Okoronkwo uh, from Houston. They, they improved their edge depth. I still have questions about the defensive interior. We'll see about Siaki, Siaki Ika, their third-round pick. Was he their first pick in this draft? We'll see about their wide receiver depth. Does Cedric Tillman hit his upside, their third-round pick, another third-round pick? Does DeWan Jones step in and provide depth on the offensive line if they deal with injuries again there? I, I do think it's kind of a matchup thing, though. Like, Martin Emerson matches up well with T. Higgins. Huge guy, yeah. plays really physical. Sure. And there aren't very many corners in the league that can play physical with T and, and not pay the price for it. Martin Emerson can sometimes get away with that. And we've heard Jamar Chase talk about Denzel Ward before. So from a matchup perspective, you talk about this secondary. The pieces are there. It's just not ever really come together for a full season for the Browns. But at the same time, Miles Garrett has been an absolute terror for Joe Burrow for the last couple of years. And the Bengals have to hope that Orlando Brown can help that situation. They have played against each other before. Hasn't gone great for Orlando Brown, but nobody does great against Miles Garrett, I would say, for the most part. But in addition to Deshaun Watson, you wonder about their weapons, right? Like outside of Nick Chubb, outside of their running game motor, which no longer has a high-end backup, at this point in time, oh, if they Kareem lose, Hunt's available. Interesting. 
if they lose one of those receivers, like Elijah Moore, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Amari Cooper, not the greatest trio in the first place, but behind them, there's some there's some speed there, but it doesn't inspire a ton of confidence, right? So there's an upside case to make for the Browns, but it's a really big if. if you know it, what I don't get? I don't get why they're not more in on Don, DeAndre Hopkins. I really don't. And I, yeah. get, I get he's 31 and he's had injuries. So... Are they? I mean, I mean, there there was some at some point discussion about reuniting him with Deshaun Watson. I guess it just doesn't sound well. like they're willing to pay him anything. And it's like, really? Are the the guys... Browns are spending the most money in football already this year on their so on what's their a roster. Little more? What's a little more now? I, I, I don't. Money. I don't know what their future cap situation is. I know that Deshaun Watson at some point has severe cap implications for them. For sure. Could be, sure. could be as simple as cap implications next year, right? I don't know. Depends on what Deshaun or uh, what DeAndre Hopkins is looking for. Let's talk about the Steelers, James. We've buried them. They will still be annoying. I, I, I will not contest that. I, I do think they're still going to be a solid football team. So let's finish the show with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And then we'll, we'll spend a couple minutes, if we have time at the end, talking about whether or not the division is, in fact, the biggest obstacle to the Bengals obtaining that coveted one seed in the AFC coming up next. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience. And without robbing you of the joy, of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. All right, Jake, let, let, let's talk about the Steelers. And I think I'm higher on them, on them than you. They've tried to fix that offensive line. Talked about Kenny Pickett and his limitations. And I think he is limited, but I think he's, has the potential to be a solid starting quarterback because the infrastructure around him, best head coach in the division. That's going to bother some people on this pod, but I would say Mike Tomlin is the best head coach in the division right now. Could change, but as of now, I like George Pickens a lot. Deontay Johnson, Allen Robinson as your three as a slot type option. Like I, that doesn't bother me. I think he can be okay as that. So I like their top three receivers. I like their running backs. I think it's a pretty good offense overall. And then looking at that defense, anytime wait, you're wait, starting wait, wait, wait. It, pretty good. What does that mean? How, like 16th, like average. Sure. Something okay. like that. Yeah. Average. Got it. Yeah. Continue, but please. There's a scenario where if George Pickens gets out of his own head, that he could go for 1200 this year. Like there's a scenario where he like emerges. I'm not saying he will, but we could, he could end up being, the best non-Bengals wide receiver in the division this year. He could be. Like, that would not shock me. He's capable of doing that with Kenny Pickett. Keep going. Talk about the defense. I think that's where you're going next. 
I, I was. I'm just giving you an idea. Like, there's a chance they end up having an elite weapon on the outside. But anytime on defense you're starting with Cam Hayward, TJ Watt, Minka Fitzpatrick, you feel pretty good. They brought back Larry Ogunjobi like that. Alex Highsmith obviously is, can be a problem as well. You don't love their corners. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think they, they stole Corey Trice in the draft, getting him in the seventh round. Um, but we'll see if he even contributes at all as a rookie. They signed Patrick Peterson, bring some veteran leadership there. Overall, though, I, I like them. I mean, I think that they're – like if if they had Deshaun Watson, it would completely flip this. Or if they had Lamar Jackson, we'd be having a different conversation. It's just the quarterback aspect of this knocks them down. And that's why it's the best – to me, the best division in football because there's – I don't really see a path unless there's just a ton of injuries where the worst team in this division doesn't get at least seven wins and probably more than that because Mike Tomlin's never, never, ever had a losing season. Yeah, so what, what do you think the over-under is on on the Bengals or on, on the Steelers' win-loss column this year? It should probably be seven and a half. I think, okay, so I, I see one... At eight and a half. So let, let's say it's nine and a half over or under winning, winning record or sorry. Yeah. I guess eight and a half over eight under. and a half winning record or not. Whew. I would have to look at the other over unders, right. And, and really look at the schedule, but I would probably lean over and have them at nine and eight, but I would, it's a stay away for me just because I think it's close, but right. I would lean over, but we're not talking about a team that's threatening the Bengals at the top of the division, we're talking about a team that could steal a win off the Bengals, and that could be an issue for the Bengals. Could cost them the one division. seed, could cost right. them the, div- the division. Yes. Right. Yes. But I, I don't think the Steelers are – I mean, the case for the Steelers winning the division is that they have the best health in the, divi- in the division and an all-world defense. And like their secondary, which is Joey Porter Jr., Patrick Peterson, Levi Wallace, Mika Fitzpatrick – all hit their upside because they all have upside. They all, I mean, Mink is obviously a good player already. Patrick Peterson has been a great player in this league, had a bit of a bounce back year last year, but at any point could hit that age 33 cliff turning, turning 34 in a couple of days here on, on July 11th. And I think he'll help Joey Porter jr. Right. He's 33 this year. He'll be 33 this year. Sorry. And play some nickel for them if they need him to do that or or move around a little bit. But he will. And he's a capable player. But I mean, it it does ultimately come down to the quarterback. I'm not as high on their running game. I think their running game has work to do to to find some more efficiency. Do you think Najee Harris is good? I think he was not good last year. He was not good. He has a lot of talent. Okay. And we'll see if he can put it back together. Because I do like some of their pieces. Deontay Johnson, we've talked about before. Pat Fryermuth is, is a good, especially Should've for the Steelers, a, a good tight end. He's the, second best tight, he's the second best tight end in the division. Yeah. Behind Mark Andrews. Uh, and Joku, might, I think that's close. I think that's really close. Give me Fryermuth, baby. I think that's really close. And Joku's flash here. Give me Fryermuth. Uh, Broderick Jones and Isaac Sayamalu should really help their offensive, offensive. line. So. It's like there are things they've done to become a better team, but Kenny Pickett is still the quarterback, and I just do not believe. And maybe he'll make me look 
Maybe he'll make me look stupid. Maybe all those Steelers fans screeching that Kenny Pickett is better than Joe Burrow will be right. But like, no. Well, that's dumb. They won't. They won't it's they it's won't ridiculous. Right. That will never happen. That will yeah. never, ever, ever happen. Joe Burrow could retire tomorrow and Kenny Pickett will never catch him ever. It's, Seriously, it's, never. It's preposterous. It's pretty silly. Like, because alone, like entering the league, Pickett had more. Like, had a proven coach, had this, had like, it's already different like ben never had to deal with what burrow had to deal with uh, you you did mention the coaching staff mike tomlin i do think is an excellent head coach matt canada still the offensive coordinator i, I think that's probably a mistake and and maybe he's gonna work better with with kenny pickett the longer they're, they're together but i mean that offense has had issues coordinator related issues for years terrell austin Still the defensive coordinator there. I think Mike Tomlin was calling the plays last year, at least for part of the year. I'm not exactly sure about that, but I was checking because somebody, it was uh, PFF did a defensive play caller ranking and Brian Flores was on the list with the Pittsburgh Steelers logo next to his name and Flores was not calling plays and no longer works for the Pittsburgh Steelers, so I found that to be really weird. Anyway, the Steelers are going to be an annoying team. They could win nine games. They could beat the Bengals. Any of these teams could beat the Bengals on, on a given Sunday. I think the Bengals are a better team than all of these teams. But does that capability for these teams to steal a game off the Bengals make it harder for the Bengals than the Chiefs or, say, the Bills or maybe the yeah. Jaguars in that soft AFC South soft. coming out of Worst the division AFC? In football. I mean, I dropped, I dropped that on Locked On NFL. Kind of surprised Tony this week, but – Worst division in football is the AFC South. The worst. The NFC South would compete with that. The two South divisions pretty bad. But, I mean, the NFC South has been a cakewalk for whatever team happens to be above average for the last, like, 20 years. With a couple of exceptions in there. But if you're a halfway decent team in the AFC South, you have such a competitive edge in, in the AFC. So there's that sneaky bit. But, like, compared to the Bills and Chiefs, is is the division harder for the Bengals? Maybe a little bit. I don't know if it's the biggest threat to them really? getting the one seed. You don't because think so? to, I mean, to me, they they play the Chiefs and the Bills, and those head to head games. If those are the teams, go such a long way, right? If you assume the rest goes okay, and maybe that's not, maybe that's that's overlooking the rest, right? But those head to head games are a big deal. I think it goes hand in hand and, and obviously we're splitting hairs here and you just want to win all of the games. But to me, no team has won the AFC North three straight years ever. Mm-hmm. I think it is the best division in football. If the Bengals are going to get the one seed, they obviously have to, to I think when go four and two in the division, at least like you can't start, slow you you can't go to cleveland and lay an egg like you got to get off to a quick start and, and handle business and sweep one of these teams at least hopefully mm-hmm. two hopefully you can do five and one but i, I do think it is the biggest B- because in in buffalo is gonna have to deal with some some issues you know they play the jets early but the chiefs man i get it sean payton's there and you know the, the brandon staley's in in with the Chargers still like the AFC West looks much, much different, feels different than it did a year ago. 
the the Chiefs have lost one division game in the last two years, three to three division games in the last three years. They were undefeated in the division in 2022. In the year the AFC West was supposed to be the best division in football, and then a couple of those teams fell flat on their faces. Um, yeah, we'll see about Denver, but the AFC West does not seem like a division that's really threatening the Chiefs. I do think that the AFC East continues to threaten the Bills much the same way as the AFC North threatens the Bengals in terms of ability for those teams to sneak a win. But yeah, I mean, the Bengals need to come out. They can't, they can't be three and three in the division again. They could have gotten to 13 and four last year. It, or is that right? Yeah, 13 and four last year if they had a chance to, to finish that game against the Bills and if they had won that game. But even that's not enough. They needed one more division win to win the tiebreaker with the Chiefs. But the reason they would have been in the position to win that tiebreaker is that they beat the Chiefs in the regular season. So they have to do that again this year in Arrowhead. They mm-hmm. they play the Bills again. But it, it's kind of both. I, I think those two games you have to circle. And, and then it's the division as well. They need at least one more game in the division. Got to get six out of those eight, I would say, is the minimum. And then it's tough because their their NFC opponent this year includes the the Forty Nine ers. If you uh, want, if you want the one seed, if you want the one seed, six out of eight. So mm-hmm. four and two in the division, and then you beat the Chiefs and, and Bills, or five and one split with Chiefs and Bills, but your record is just enough. So right. we'll see. This is fun, man, because oh, the marathon's about to start, and the Bengals are trying to do something that they've never done, that no team has ever done, but that they've never done. So it's going to be fun. They have to stay healthy. I mean, health is such a big part of all this. Like, all of this means nothing if there are crazy injuries for any of these teams we're talking about. It's it's always such a factor. And uh, you, you have to talk about the teams on paper. But, you know, you, just like last year, you know, NFC, AFC West, best, best division in football, and then that doesn't work out that way. We're talking about the AFC North as the best division in football. Maybe these teams get injured. Who knows? It's just always interesting to see what happens from the preseason conversations to when the games actually start happening. But that's going to do it for this episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. I believe we have one more week of, of our shortened schedule. And then we've got training camp previews to get to. And then we've got training camp, James. The offseason is just flying by as you would hope it would. Until next time, Bengals fans, thanks for listening to this episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. Hootay, and have a good one. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 